awesome is it that there was a president named Jimmy Carter? <laughs> supposed to do we shut it down what are we doing here Bo? shit oh shit we're we're listening to the messages you leave at 304518 jams jams my name's Bo. this is casey i'm casey i haven't heard any of these calls you have i've heard all of them well most of them <laughs> there's some that i don't listen to beforehand anymore this is episode 44 of telefriends 44 what was the thing you said a minute ago? About what? If I'm ready for some voicemail-based hilarity. Yeah. Are, you re- are you ready for some voicemail? <laughs> I fucking am, dog. That's what I, I look forward to it every week. Well, there's no better place to look than call number three. First of all, I know. Just skip all that part. I'm sorry. It's not about you. It's me. Okay. I love you both. It's Will. Hi. Hi, Will. Hello. How have you been? good i'm hugging both of you guys give me kind of a, a semi-awkward kiss on both your cheeks it happens mm-hmm. all right here's my thing today it's only awkward because i had ants right like they found like the tiniest little hole and they were the tiniest little ants they were all coming like in your mother's sisters? in my kitchen eating like compost or any just anything trees? no matter what the like fuck talking the trees counter. it could be water it could be a bread pan it could be a pan from frying eggs they didn't care they were into all of it Whoa. right so i got tired of it because, I mean, I love them. They're miracles of engineering. But, like, I just don't want to see them every time I look at my kitchen sink. And so I looked at the internet, and they were like, yo, dog, baby powder, they hate. They hate it so much. <laughs> screws up their chemtrail. It dries up their joints. It sucks. Just put baby powder near where they come in, and they're out. And so I did. Okay. But the problem was there were, like, nine or ten little lone rangers oh, man. still out and about on the prowl when I cut off the way back home. Damn, I don't like a dick. And I don't know if that, like, you know, do they know? Yeah. Right? Do they, are they like the lost colonist? Like, what, is, is some, like, ant child, like, crying at home right now because, like, I've left his dad out in the wasteland. Yes. As they were foraging for food <laughs> for a better society, a utopia for There's... tomorrow. Or I guess it's a... A monarchy, whatever. I need to know about what to do with these ants, dudes. All right. Um, Love you. Over and out. Do you think that maybe these ants are... What? Sorry. He said he loved us. I said I loved him. I I, I love you too, Will. I love you, Casey. Sure, whatever. Do you think that these (laughs) ants, the Lone Rangers are like... Like in my imagination, it's like they've been cut off from the larger hive minds. We've only got each other. Screaming. It's just like a nonstop scream of terror in their heads. Or, or is it, well, go back to the nest, back to, try to go back to the nest, can't, well, better go get food, go get food, well, better go back to the nest, goes back to the, oh, go back to the nest. Either way, fate Stuck worse than death. Um, or is it, these seven, like, looking at each other, like, we're it, guys. This is it. We're all the le- ants left on Earth. Do you, we're you, impregnating Larry. <laughs> Sorry, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> and we're starting over. <laughs> you know, yeah. sure, sure, we've been a hive mind our whole lives. I don't know a lot about ants. I do know something about ant behavior, and that's that they like to like get together and terrorize picnics and picnics. 
picnic baskets. Like they take all your food. Yeah. They want to eat one item food. at a time. Yeah. And a they long, carry whole bananas. Yeah. And a long trail. Yeah. Do you think that these ants were just trying to do Will's dishes? <laughs> they're, they're trying to help out. <laughs> just, they're like, look, you, you know what can't the be- live like this. You know what the best There's solution for ants here. is? A clean house. <laughs> And you've and you've murdered them for it. <laughs> yeah, because there's not one, there's not one ant ant child wondering where their father is. Each each of those is like has a thousand babies. Yeah. Do you? So the answer is an ant farm, right? The answer is give them the best of time of their lives. Drown them in honey. Nah, just like feed them shit and like <laughs> get them all together. Like I don't know, introduce them to a new colony. Oh yeah. Nah, they'll all die. Put them on a piece of paper and take them outside. Have I told you my ant farm story? No. About the ant farm I had as a child? Maybe. <laughs> I may have told it on this podcast, but it's 44 episodes in. I can't be expected to remember everything For I For fucking say. real. <laughs> I just couldn't remember a podcast-based hilarity, and that was five minutes ago. Yeah. So I had an ant farm as a kid. Loved it. Can Love your name farms. be podcast, by the way? No. Okay. Lo- loved my ant farm. Yeah. Super excited when I got it. You mail in, <laughs> they send you ants in the mail, which blew my mind. Yes. So I put them in, everything goes really well, and then they get a fungus. Oh no! And like one of the ants gets kind of white around his joints, Ugh. and then a bunch of ants start getting white around his joints. Mm. And then when they die, they do this interesting thing where the ant farm is so small, they would take the ant up to the surface level <laughs> where the fake little farmhouse <laughs> yeah. and stuff right, is, right. and put it over in the corner right. and bury it. Like throw, bring up sand we, and throw it on it because that was like where their sand pile that's was. Weird that they're for like, stuff that they hollowed out. Yeah, that's where they put all this dirt. Man. So they went and took, threw his body over there. It's weird that like the burying process would process would starts essentially with a with a disinternment or whatever. Yeah. Okay. They unbury him to bury him. Yeah. So so that started happening. And then I was like, okay, we're safe. We were not safe. <laughs> the whole colony fe- fell fell to this. Oh God. And what, they took them all to the surface, put them in the corner. I get like. Yeah. It so got to the point where there was like there's three, two dudes left. Oh no. And like they're. They're just staring at each other. I'm still feeding them, and they're taking food down the little food cubby and, like, coming back up to the surface. And then one day, one of them gets the little white spots. And I'm like, this is it. And the guy goes and buries his last homie and then just wanders around the tunnels endlessly. Jesus. Like, just doing laps. He'd go room to room. This is the saddest thing I've ever heard. And then he went up to the surface and just lay down and died. Welcome to our comedy Even without the... He he was even (laughs) moss-covered. He just went up to the surface and laid down. Just was was like, I'm out. Yeah. God damn, dog. I was 11 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It was good to hear from Will. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while, Will. We got another uh, returning great with uh, call number one. Fuck yeah. Hey guys, it's Brendan. Yo! I love you too, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's been a while. Um, I would tell you the reason why, but it makes me look bad, so uh, I'm not. <laughs> Fair um, enough. <laughs> anyway, I, I've been catching up on like... I guess I was I was six episodes behind, and man, things have just really taken off. And I want to welcome, uh, let's see, Jody, Hillary, Kelly, Kelly, and of course Big Ross to the Telefam. Man, uh, it's really great to hear new people calling in and, and um, you know sharing in this thing that you guys do. Um, that is. I don't bad. have uh much of a question or anything but i'm gonna leave you with a fun fact today rad uh a few years ago my cousin was presented uh the key to the city of provo utah Whoa. and that key now hangs on the wall at my grandmother's house Dope. and i'm not gonna tell you why he got it because you know who doesn't like a mystery what? um 
but just knowing that that key hangs in the wall at my grandma's house brings me no end of delight. Uh, <laughs> have a great day. Thanks. Bye. I'd like to wish uh, congratulations to your cousin, Brendo, for the uh, receiving the key to the city of Provo, Utah. What, you, what did he do to receive the key to the city? I, see, of Provo, this Utah? like I feel like this is call isn't for us. This call is baiting short story man to come back through. <laughs> He's like, this I'm going to follow up callers. Yeah. Okay. He's welcoming okay, new then... callers and then like trying to, you know, drag All right. old callers back in. All right. Let's yeah. leave it up to them. Let's not give them too many ideas. I'm for saying. Well, My thing is, <laughs> does this cousin have so many keys to so many cities that he's like, I fucking give Provo to grandma. <laughs> he's looking at it. He's like, San Francisco, Chicago. What do you have to do? What do you have? To, what do you do to get the key to a city? Philadelphia. I've, I, got, I have no room for Provo. I forgot I even did this heroic feat. <laughs> I bet The Rock has a key to a city. Yeah. You know what that city is? My heart. <laughs> I want to hear everybody else's reasons why they think that the... What's Brennan's, popping in Provo? What did Brennan's cousin do in Provo? Yeah. And no Mormon jokes. We're better than that. We are. Are we? <laughs> oh, man. I am fucking lightning fast. <laughs> well, you know what? We're going to get right to it. We're going to take one right at you. Coming at you, Bo. All call, right. call number four. This is for you. Hey guys, it's Molly. Hey. Um, so I'm just finishing up your most recent episode of Telefriends and listening to the outro slash jam out to Rachel's jam in. And uh, it, it made me think of a question that I have for Bo. Um, what I Bo. noticed about the song is um, you look surprised. that it contains what I like to call baby voice, which is seems like this thing that sometimes in rap and hip hop, um, where a rapper's voice or a kind of female track on a rap song gets sped up and is high pitched. Oh, okay. And I hate it. Why? I pretty much will skip over tracks and not listen to them if they contain that. It's great on me. Weird. Um, and there are a lot of really good songs that contain baby voice. Totally. But I just, I, I do not find it to be a compelling feature. Of, of rap and hip-hop music and Bo, i'm really curious i'm surprised we haven't even talked about this before i'm curious how you feel about it okay have a good episode thank you bye <laughs> <laughs> so the best example of this i can think of is through the wire through the wire is through the wire the first big one it's it goes the, a little it goes the... a little something like this yo chief they can't stop me from rapping can they Kenny Hop. I spit it through the yeah, that's baby voice. How do you not fuck with this song? That's this is the song she's thinking when she says there's songs that she likes. Uh, okay. That has baby the baby it's hard to listen to because of baby voice. Y'all 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 really understand how I feel right now, man. I fucking I think okay, so that song through the wire by Kanye West is like definitely like the shares do you believe uh, of 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 the sped up soul sample. Yeah, <clears throat> he's not the first. It's the first big one, but he's not yeah, the yeah. first guy to do it. I think the RZA put a, a sped up soul sample thing on like Wu Tang Forever or something. Like it's kind of it's one of those other weird ass things like that that the, the RZA somehow invented like before <laughs> anybody. Like the RZA also claims to have invented Serato, which it's like that's probably not true. But at the same time, the RZA secretly invented everything, so maybe it is true. <laughs> Um, the sped up soul sample starts in the public consciousness with Kanye West, but then it like 
really also takes off with Heatmaker's productions for Dipset, and that that is such a fucking fun era of rap to me that it's like I I love that sound. I think it's fucking dope. I don't know. I love a sped up soul sample. <laughs> it's like it, it's it would it would be weird if you did it now. It would be weird if yeah. you like heavily relied on it now. But I don't know. I think sometimes well, in rap, especially like a, a specific musical signature, can be of such a time. It's such a time indicator, and that can be like I don't know. I'll be honest. I can only take so much of it too. Like at I don't want to hear the, a whole album. By the shit. end of a song, I'm like, okay, we're yeah, done yeah. with that. Right. Uh, yeah. That's a register I don't need to live in. Not all the time, no. Well, what's another What's another good example of a song? <sighs> this uh, is a jam-out situation. Man. Without a jam... This is jam-endless, but needs a jam-out. So, like... This also... This is, like, one of the most reviled things ever that I happen to love. <laughs> because it's, like... It's an obvious sample. Killer, in killer, addition to a... <laughs> yeah, it's baby voice. They baby voice when we built the city. But it's like shit. Come on. Diplomats, diplomatic community. Built the city. Always fucking with it. And it's a rap song, and it's singing about rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, totally. That so yeah, Dipset built the city. I don't know. There's a bunch of like fucking fun club bangers that are like have a sped up soul sample. Chipmunk voice. It's also called chipmunk voice. Yeah. I just picture a little tiny baby on a microphone singing, and it makes me. <laughs> that's how I get through. Well, and it's also like, I mean, I've never actually made this connection before, but there's also you know there's the Houston sound of like things being super slowed down and chopped and screwed. Mm-hmm. Like, and the uh, the chipmunk voice is almost kind of like a like a east coast antithesis antithesis to it but like not like fuck you guys but like a this is the other way to go with this like instead of getting super oh, yeah instead of going super slow going super fast yeah i like that I also like like, because of... the heat maker is also like really concentrated on on the hi-hat as opposed to like the kick the, the kick and the snare yeah and uh i think it i think it works i think it's conducive to that also i like the idea i like that idea of rap music that's like communicating with itself with, yeah like, the scene referential. talking to itself totally I don't know how true that is. I, I am just sort of making that up. On that note, <laughs> of a thing talking to itself. Yeah. Play call number six. Oh, it's really fitting. Hey, this is Kelly again. Hi. It's super fitting that I got cut off while talking about Lydia, who got cut off. That's true. Um. So anyway, I just love Jill's reaction to her, and um, because <laughs> her voice is so perfect. Uh. Anyway. Um. Yeah. She's talking about getting her windows tinted, and I love how she says, I'm really into this whole Twin Peaks thing, and then she gets shut off. It's like she leaves with, like, something super interesting, and then there's just, like, no resolution. I think that, I don't know if it's a great idea for a podcast. It's a great idea for a caller into your podcast. Word. So, I love that. Um, and I love uh, I, oh, this, this whole ongoing conversation about the Harry Potter sorting hat thing. Mm-hmm. Um, here's my take on it. Uh, I think Thanks. what people, how you feel about where you get sorted, like the house, I think is about, um, okay, when you're taking the test, are you answering the questions as your real self or your best self, right? Like we all have a best self, like who we're trying to put forth. And yeah. I think if you're answering those questions as your best self, you're going to love, you know, what you get. And if you're answering as your real self, like we're not always our best selves all the time, but you know, we're super complex 
nuanced, ever-changing people. I mean, we have a core, and yeah. I guess that's, that's what the sorting hat question is about, you know, like, what is your core? Uh, so I think it depends on, you know, how you're taking it, best self or real self. And for some people, the best self and the real self, maybe they're closer than other people, or maybe um, we're a little more aware of our best self, real self kind of tension. Um, right. So, yeah, I think people's feelings about where they get sorted have to do with how they feel about their best self versus their real self. Um, yeah. So, and uh, and you, <laughs> you said no one ever likes to be in Slytherin. Um, Yo, yeah, that's just not true because Lin-Manuel Miranda, the guy who wrote Hamilton, which I'm a total Hamil fan, <laughs> like <of> <laughs> quite literally Hamil trash, like I love it way too much. Um, yeah, he is in Slytherin House. Like he's self-proclaimed. So, I mean, he's a like an actual genius. Like he was paid, you know, whatever, $927,000 or whatever by the MacArthur Foundation because he is a genius. They paid him to be a genius. And he is in Slytherin House. He, I don't know, I guess he took the test or he just knows in his soul, like <laughs> like his deep, dark soul where he will go there to those places. That's what Slytherin's about, right? Like he will go to the dark places. He will do the dirty work, okay. you know, in the name of the light. Uh, yeah. The light is it's all mixed. It's got lots of lots of stuff going on. I'm about to get cut off. I'm about to cost me. It's a good time. I don't want to go on forever. This might be the end. Oh, oh excuse me. Sorry. Okay. The call um, is not her life. It was hilarious. This is not a compliment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, there's a lot to unpack in that call. Uh, <laughs> Kelly is the all-timer of always getting cut off, <laughs> yeah. but man, she packs that call. Yeah. That is three solid minutes. Three solid minutes of content. Um, and she wraps it around from starting off talking about something getting cut off to getting cut off herself and being aware of it at the end. It's beautiful. <laughs> it ends in such a weird, like, <laughs> this is it. This I, is I the end. This is the end. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, okay. So first of all, there's two different... I, I, like, is there a hierarchy of Hamilton fans between the Hamilton fans and the Hamilton trash? What's going on there? Because <laughs> you're a, a Hamilton devotee. Yeah, and I never understood why you hate it. I don't hate it. I don't love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I think it's cool. It's just it not is cool. my favorite shit. Like, it is cool and good thing. It's totally cool and totally good. It's just like not my favorite thing. I'm not... Uh, that one song that makes everybody cry? That song yeah. makes me cry? What the fuck? Like, I'm not yeah, a monster. I just like... Wait till you get closer to that baby time. Fucking hell, right? Um, <laughs> Let's try and listen to it now. I'm thinking about that. No. <laughs> the other thing is that uh, what she's saying speaks to my theory about this, which is that I don't think you should be able to take that test yourself. I don't think it's up to you. Yeah. Because you're always going to recognize that tension between what you're saying is your true self versus your deepest. Yeah. But I would say self. that that's what the, it, even in the story, that's what the hat's doing. It's like allowing you to choose your best self. It's permitting mm. you to try to be the better you. I think, I think Cause that's why like, they're like, it asks, like Harry has the option. And he yeah. kind of chooses. It's like it's letting him choose its better self. I love that idea. And that's exactly what the quiz is But it doing. also makes it so that, like, it makes a value judgment on the houses, then, if that's the case. Then Gryffindors are better than, than Slytherin. No, not necessarily. Just, just it according to, to our Yeah, our, picture, our way into the story happens to go that direction. Hmm. I don't know. I don't, I don't think... I don't think... I think that, I, I think that the people who know you best should, should choose 
uh, your house, not you. Oh, God, no. Um, because they know you. Uh, I, I think that Kelly, who's fast taking over at Telefriends, is obviously a Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. She slips slide her way in there. <laughs> She's like, this is my show now. Fuck it <laughs> I'm better at this. Here I come. <laughs> she really is. <laughs> Imagine if she had more than three minutes. And I want to tell Kelly, too, that, like, uh, I got your other calls. I'm afraid I can't play a call that's just you telling us how funny we are. Because yeah. that would be a weird call to play. It, but we totally hear it, and thank you, and it's awesome, and it makes me feel really good. I've and never I want to play it for it, but, Bo. I okay. want to send it to Bo when he's down. <laughs> we so often is. It's true. Thanks so, for your call. So, so we were talking about how we have calls communicating with calls. Yeah, this is so far. This has been, a, like, a feedback loop of fan appreciation amongst themselves. Call number five. <laughs> starts as a uh a why are you so into this harry potter bullshit and, and clearly evolves into a lord of the rings fan person yeah. being like why are not this my this? thing like, here's my thing is i don't need to watch i love lucy to know why tv shows funny what? i don't need to hmm. read lord of the rings to know why i like fantasy it's there it did it first super and it, like it like it, <laughs> Great. codified a lot of the like yeah. tropes and shit, right? Yeah, but you know what doesn't work is going back to those things after you've been exposed to everything else, hmm. because you look at it, and you're like, yeah, no kidding, this is all like simple now. This is literally day one stuff. Yeah, I've never read those books. I don't. I'm, I'm not saying I don't know if they're good or bad. I what I was saying is to me it looks like the Cimmerillion is a specifically like weird artifact of the culture. Yeah, or it's a. This thing's popular. Let's get it going. 
Fucking pointing see. sticks at things and having lunch. <laughs> that is a pretty great review of Harry Potter. <laughs> what is up with, like, from Charles Dickens to J.R.R. Tolkien to J.K. Rowling, like, fucking British writers just want to tell me what they had for lunch. Like, yeah, man. for pages and pages. Chill out. Like, I get it with Charles Dickens because he's a fucking, he was, like, getting paid by the words. He was just, like, <laughs> yeah, let's stretching out this lunch. Um, <laughs> but. That'll be three books. <laughs> Sure, but yeah, there does seem to be a particular British preoccupation with with eating, especially which is weird well, because their food isn't like necessarily not the best. Like, is that why? Is it because like we dog shit all day? So let's talk about some good sounding so, like, food. Fetishize good sounding food. That yeah, sense. that makes you feel special. It's like a special thing if you have like eight hundred different dishes. Yeah, fucking is a sign okay. of something. Um, should so you're saying you're you Casey are saying Bo? No, you should not read the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I say take take whatever train your happy heart desires. If we were, but to... if I was going to have you read a fantasy thing because I think it's quality and I think you'll be engaged, what would that be? And challenged by it, it wouldn't be that. Okay, because I think you'd read it and be like, yeah, I've I know I I, I know the story already. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like yeah, it's good. There's plenty of good parts. It's plenty of plenty of fun. Rah rah. <laughs> fucking go away i don't need to think about you ever again i'm not willing to i don't know i i don't i don't have a whole i don't i i I can't give you a value judgment there like i i haven't i I can as one half of telefriends i say we both think whoa shit shit and get off the potter what would we call this segment tolkien trash (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. i'll tell you the only fantasy world i'm interested in okay Call number seven. Prepare yourselves for a world Seamless. of fantasy and adventure. Welcome to TFD&D. Ah, oh, it's good to be back. Oh, you are Stone and the Brobarian. A complex right. seven-layer burrito of a man with the soul of a poet wrapped around the spicy madness of a berserker. True Casey, huh. you are Blazit. 17th of 20, Ooh, later incarnation of a long line of temporally tumultuous hedge wizards. Shrimp temporally. We find mm-hmm. our fierce friends in Stonehen's humble home hamlet, Santiva, in the Brobarian family's ancestral second-story walk-up apartment. <laughs> Having recently unintentionally vivisected his own time-displaced grandfather, Stonehen mourns his previous partner, ah. the recently decapitated Blazit, Fifth of twenty, on a rug pooled with viscera. His manly mourning soon melts away, though, as muffled mumblings from the mysterious manor below meet and mask his mournful moans. Setting aside his trusty greatsword, Stonehenge Slayer, in favor of the recently fulfilled blade, Fish Strangler Murderer, (laughs) Stonehenge saws a perfectly round portal in the blood-flooded floor. Blazit, 17th of 20, wizened and worldly, rises from the recent renovation, surveys the scene, and immediately insists on Stonehenge's assistance in hauling all the heavy human husks into the mystically masked laboratory beneath them. Makes sense. For his part, he carefully cradles his own cast-off cranium like a corpse coconut. (laughs) As our heroes complete their descent, their eyes are met with a thaumaturgic feast. 
a wall-to-wall -wall collection of mystic trinkets and necromantic knickknacks, components, vials, filters, and tinctures plentiful enough for a brigade of royal spellslingers. Jesus. With the help of his hideous familiar, Spliffington, Blazit locates the ingredients necessary for the ritual of regrowth, and our courageous companions prepare to carry it out. Okay. All the while, their heads spin with the challenges before them. The premature passing of Pappy Fish Strangler, True. the disappearance of Chongo Many Rips, what the hell? and the search for the scattered mouth marbles of the Avatar of Accountamancy. I, I vote not doing that. What <laughs> do you do? Uh, uh, yo, okay, so if you can, you're gonna be fine for a minute. I'm gonna just run upstairs really quick and uh -huh. retrieve Stone and Slayer, my sword. Okay, because I, oh. I would like to Leonardo style dual wield with two giant great swords. That's pretty big swords. Fuck I, went, it. I went to cast in large hands to, to my hand. I want to cast Foo Fighters on your hand. Let me get back first. Okay, I want to fit through this portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not going to be freaky. I mean, they're going to be freaky deaky. <laughs> we can't not be freaky deaky <laughs> at this point. Uh, okay, sick. So but you'll get it around. Another Foo Fighters reference. <laughs> I, 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 I go upstairs, retrieve Stone and Slayer, the sword of mine. I come back downstairs. Now I have two swords. When you come back down, I've got I've got your grandfather's body. Yeah. What's up with Spliffington? Let's talk about this real quick. Well, what's he look like to you? That's not no. You're you tell he's your familiar. I don't even know what the fuck that means. I'm familiar with him. <laughs> <laughs> High five. Good to meet you, Spliffington. <laughs> he can't speak. He's a sentient. He's a sentient cloud. Oh, sick! I would like to stand within he him. He'll pulse at you. Can I stand within him? Uh, that's a little presumptuous. I mean, I look at him and I'm like, oh. well, that, that double pulse means yes. So I guess it's not too presumptuous. <laughs> you enjoy my cloud. Cool. I'm gonna sew my my head to your father's grandfather's body. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Do I need to do anything? I don't know. I mean, you can go out and get us something to eat. I uh, I inhale all of Spliffington into my lungs. That's how he travels. Let's go get some food, dog. <laughs> All right. I, I exit building uh, on a on a side quest for tacos. Where are you gonna go? The taco stand. What's the name of the taco stand? I wanna I wanna request some alliteration here. Shit. Okay. You feel a warm pulse inside your lungs. Whoa. <coughs> <coughs> One second. <laughs> this could be the end. Tormenglorp. Tormenglorp's tacos. Yep. Gonna I'm gonna go to Tormenglorp's home of chilling nugs and grindage. Always wanna eat at a place that has the name Glorp in it. <laughs> cool. I'm off to Tormenglorp. I will be. I will return with Grindage most expediently. Okay. Uh, so I want to hang back and I want to sew this head on. Cool. How's that going? It's magic science. You wouldn't understand. That's true. We need a magic science quarter if we wanted to. How do you feel about soy rizo? Soy rizo? Yeah. Eh, not crazy. Okay. What do you want from Tormenglorp? Oh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be here when you get back. What? I mean, uh, what the fuck? Why not? I forgot to forgot to get the voice. <laughs> Where are you going? There's both the bees can't hang out Can around each other the for too damage long. Damage we could do fucking with two fucking blazites. Yeah, man, we can't hang out together too too long. I'll end up saying something I shouldn't. Like what? And he'll know something he shouldn't. Like what? Well, you've got enough to worry about. You killed the person who eventually is going to sire your father. Can you put? So I would figure that out. But I'm still here, so it's chill, right? Yeah, man. But what happens if you go back? Go back to what? Maybe you won't be anymore. Maybe uh, you only exist so as long as you're breaking time. Man. Maybe you are forced now to break time forever. 
Again. I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm a dude who goes into a cocoon and comes out another dude. Do you? I don't remember this, and I won't until I go back to my original time, and I'll be like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. So you don't remember you it You have to now, go back to your original time to, for all, all the things you changed to catch up with you. I don't believe that that's true. Hey, man. Can we... Uh, How, wh- who, which of us travels time? <laughs> Both. I, I do it regularly. This is your first time. <laughs> go get tacos. Yeah, okay. Do you think in your science, in your magic science brain... Mm-hmm. Check this out. Okay. New theory. Okay. We fucking find these goddamn abacus teeth, right? I can whip together... Uh, an, uh, uh, what's that thing that you use to find water that's like a stick with a V on the end? Divining rod. Uh, we can make a divining rod for teeth sick okay do you think that we could that we're looking for teeth <laughs> that's not what we're looking for i think that's abacus balls. balls yeah a ball rod <laughs> I'll, I'll make up a rod that finds all the balls you want do you think that we could arrange the balls in such a way that we just fucking stay how we are here's hoping man you know, know what I'm saying? I'm no. going to be pretty buff, so uh, this is a total loss all right where i gotta, I gotta admit, not, not a lot of time for the gym when you're going through uh uh, future scene classes. <laughs> Where's my grandfather's head? I don't know, upstairs. All right, I'm gonna go get my grandfather's I head. St- stick it in the freezer or something. Here's my theory: Eno- I kill enough guys uh-huh. that I feel like we could get him a donor body just okay. in the regular course of business. I'm not gonna go out looking for trouble, but I'm just saying, <laughs> like, okay. should an able-bodied gentleman uh, fall at the hands of? But how genetically you're very similar to your grandfather, being a big ripped. Robarian. Look, it's working for you. Yeah, but I was stealing his your grandfather's body. If he has a different body and then impregnates your grandmother with your father, how is that genetically gonna work? Who fucking knows, dog? What if we do this and then suddenly you're a big fat fella? I think I'd be okay with that. What I'm saying is is you got whoever you take down and sew your grandfather's head to, make sure they're ripped. Uh, so it's gonna you be- genetically need to have them be pretty pretty Okay. Buff. Okay, fine. I guess it'll be a. It's gonna be a long day. While I'm doing this, look, I, I might as well. I'm gonna go get. If, if I, I, I get a jar off the shelf mm-hmm. that looks like it's full of just inky black liquid, cool, and stick my hand into it Whoa. and pull it out, and it's actually a giant leech that I go over and I put around the sewn up neck wound <laughs> of my <laughs> own head and your grandfather. That's so gross. Dude. I tried to tell you to go get tacos. I'm going. Hey, in the meantime, do you think you could put my grandfather's head in the freezer? Yeah, man, I'll put it on a nice chill. Wink. Oh. Um, did, did I say that out loud? <laughs> you did. You just audibly said wink and didn't even wink. Who right. knows what that means? That's, I'm not, yeah, that's true. Watch this. Wink. And I point at my head that's sewn to your grandfather's body and the eye opens and winks. <laughs> All right. I hate that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, uh. Here's hoping you have no adventures on their way to get your tacos. Yeah. Let's split the party. Bye. I guess we'll find out next time. Fuck yeah. That's been Telefriends, Bo. No. Yeah? No. Yeah. I didn't get to play the fucking middle jam. What happened? The middle jam was the baby voices time. God damn it. I got a jam. We got one more call. I know, but I have like an episode specific fucking jam outro. And then I had a middle jam that was mm-hmm. just fucking like a dope yeah. jam. Didn't work out that way. God damn it. You got to tell me those things. I did. Not specifically. I said those very words. No, you did not. <laughs> you're, a, you're a GD liar. All right. Yep. This has been episode 44 of Telefriends. Yeah. Man. I want to thank everybody for calling. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank at Roland Coons for tele- TFD&D. Yeah, word. He does a, he fucking really 
puts in work for that. He thing. did, and we appreciate it. I also want to thank Taku for use of our theme song, Supposed to Do. Off an album? It, it's, it is off an album called Do What You Love. Which By we do. Right, I, I do love it. I'm searching for it right now on Wiki Wiki, on Wiki, Wiki Wax. <laughs> but I haven't found it yet. Yeah, we need that, right? We should have like it. Like it should be in our lives. As more. a thing. Yeah, for sure. It is my ringtone. Thanks everybody for calling. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, find us on the fucking Facebook and the Twitter. Yeah, we're creeping up on 50 and it's Yo, pretty great. We gotta do some shit. We got, I got some, we got some shit in the We got the shit, shit in the works. We got the shit cannon, Phil. We're filling the shit cannon. And I'm ready to blast right in the faces of every happy <laughs> listener. Yo, what are we going to get for lunch after this? We're going to get some lunch. I'm fucking starving. Pokey? Let's get some pizza. I don't want any fucking pizza right now. Why not? Well, I could probably do pizza. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, uh, come back next week for episode 45. In the meantime, tell a friend about tell a friend. So this has been an episode full of returning greats. Sure. But we got a first big time listener. Oh, fuck yeah. First time caller. Yes. Call number two. Hey, guys. This is... Uh... Much beloved American novelist James Patterson. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm calling in with a jam in, jam out situation. Cool. Uh, interestingly, the title of the song is in Japanese, which I neither read nor speak. Great. So I'm going to <laughs> uh, find another way to get this song to uh, carry. Um, That's me. Anyway, it's by Shintaro Sakamoto. And, uh, don't worry about that. I don't know. I'm feeling it. All right, guys. Bye. So I received an email from James Patterson earlier in the week. Oh, rad. And I uh, forwarded the link to you. from in my, in my email? In your internet mail. I'm in. I'm not mad at all. Yeah, I like this. You know me. I love a song that starts off with an isolated instrument. <laughs> come, buddy, come, buddy. Yeah. This would be a good podcast song. How about putting the jam in James Patterson? James Patterson. More like. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, this is good. I fuck with this. Yeah. Someone playing the straw? That <laughs> 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 <Like>, a Wendy's. <laughs> this is great. I'm in. I'm in for yeah. Shintaro Sakamoto, man. Thanks for jamming it in. This is, uh, as you know, this is episode 44. 44. But there's this fucking song that if I don't play it, like it'll never happen do you know what i mean <laughs> the song expires today <laughs> kind of i was like man shit. i really gotta get this shit out there it's so fucking good and weird how would you feel if jay-z released an album uh-huh that had an expiration date like you had to listen to it and then it like erased itself i think or only came out on like a i think that's a great degrading idea. disc or something you know no yeah i think that's a great idea fuck disposable music this is a jam out uh uh, the, uh, this is this is this shit. <laughs> I want to act Kanye with my idea.
This is an outfield Kendrick Lamar mashup. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Like, like anymore, your mashup has to be pretty fucking dope. You know yeah. what I mean? We're all past the like surprise yeah. joy of mashups. Right. But yo, I heard this and I was like, this is my shit! <laughs> Great pizza. <laughs> we were talking about going to Applebee's one day. This is the most normal shit ever. Alright, that was 44. Yeah! 45 coming at you next week. Goddamn right. 45 alive. 5 to 50. Here we come, 50. Here we come, 52. Next time. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Look at me when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs>